Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, everybody. We are so glad to have you today as uh, I introduce my lovely wife, Brenda, and be nice. <laughs> Who not? Who am I? Come on. We're doing so good before we turn the microphone on. What happened? <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about identity today. And so uh, in the title of our, our four-part series coming up, we're setting this thing up called Hide and Seek, mm-hmm. where we're going to be talking about identity, connection, trust, and vulnerability. Oh, really light topics. Yeah, real light topics, because our concept here is to provide tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Mm, love those tingles. Absolutely. Right. So let's begin talking about our first topic. Well, and to realize, too, that even though this is the first in a four-part series, that they all kind of stand alone. Or they stand and alone they, and together. And they build on each other. Yeah. So no pressure to listen to all four, but yeah, yeah, you, 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 need probably to, should you need to, to listen four. to all four. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanted to begin to talk about identity. What What is it? Yeah. How do you describe that? How do I describe identity? Well, it's it's your looks. It's your voice. It's your characteristic. It's characteristics. It's your habits. It's your your idiosyncrasies that drive me crazy and also mm-hmm. drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Good. Depends on how you say that. You know, you're driving me crazy. Oh, that is driving me crazy. <laughs> Uh, but I think it really is the, 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 the personality of the person and how it develops through their lifetime and what they then have to offer with who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's their personhood. It's how they be. And it's how they're known. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's important to really know your identity because it plays into all these different areas. We're talking about connection, trust, and vulnerability. But key the fact is this hide and seek. I'm not going to really show you who I am unless there's a connection, Mm -hmm. there's trust. And when that happens, then I can be vulnerable. And and, and until that happens, I'm going to hide who I really am. I'm going to put up a mask. Why? Because I'm protecting myself. And until I really believe that you are who you are, I'm not going to show you who I am. Because there's things I don't know about you that Mm -hmm. I don't know even about myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. so until that connection with myself is complete, how then do I reveal myself to you, especially in a very intimate relationship, in any relationships, but obviously in the relationship of marriage, how sad it is that people never take off their mask and really identify who they are to their spouse. So when all those years go by, who gets mm-hmm. the love and the trust and the, and the affirmation? The mask does, not the real you. Yeah, and how many times as we sit with couples uh, that that is so true. I mean, couples have been married 20 years, still don't really know each other. Which and is sad. It's just sad and, and frustrating. And But as I'm learning via your counseling just how complicated we are as human beings and how many different layers there are and... Um, it's not just so easy to peel off layers to get to the depth of who you are just in this blink of an eye. It's a process. So you're getting a better understanding in my counseling. So that's why I don't do it. That's why I'm the coach. Well, well the way I interpreted <laughs> that was, is that I was in counseling and that I am all really a tangled mess. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, as you're, as, <laughs> well, we won't go there, but I'm saying as you, as a counselor talking with other people, 
how many different layers. But you're right. I mean, as the amount of time we've been together, we're continuing to um, discover new layers about each other and even about ourselves. That's a new fact. And it's so cool that we can discover that together as a married couple because you encourage and give me safety, a safe place to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a healthy marriage does. Yeah, because when there's safety, there's trust that what you share will not be used against you. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's not good. Right, because information, especially intimate information, will cause me to either seek you out because you're safe, Mm -hmm. or I will run the other direction and hide because you can actually use that information against me, which then absolutely sabotages the safety that we were building. Yeah, that's yeah, it doesn't work. So let's move work. on to a little more in-depth around this concept of identity. Well, to kind I of, think, kind yeah, of lead out here. I think we've kind of come up with two questions that people usually ask in a marriage and probably any relationship, a deep relationship. But today we're going to be talking about marriage. And the first one is, do I belong? And then the second one is, am I loved? And then if you're in a remarriage, a lot of times it's like, who am I in this new system? <laughs> right. Because if, if I don't know who I am in this system, then I will hide. And if I don't know that I, am, I belong and I don't know that I'm loved, then my identity is confused. I don't know who I am in this situation. I don't know who I am to you. Uh, and therefore, I, I will hide rather than seek you out to uh, acknowledge and affirm. So... I guess my question would be, how do you know when you belong? How do you know that you have that feeling of belonging in a relationship? Uh, that's typically when you pay the rent and you get the bills to pay. I know that I belong in this household because I have to pay. <laughs> no, I'm talking emotional. Oh, emotion. Oh, I, th- I was just going logistical. I belong here because I'm having to pay the light bill. No. Okay, so how do I belong on an emotional level? Well, sometimes I don't even know myself. If, right. I, if I don't know myself, I mean, it's kind of like that concept we learned from Dr. Rick. You don't know that you don't know that you don't even know. And so how do then, do I let you know that you're telling me that I belong? You're right. you're getting the message across that I, I, I'm safe here. I'm okay. You actually long for my uh, presence. And sometimes I think somebody... Is be- being belonged? Wait, that's not good English. It but doesn't that they, matter. It that makes they sense. belong yeah. um, after the fact that they they need to make. What, bottom line is, I think you need to make a, a checklist to say what. Okay, what does it mean for me to feel belonging in a relationship? Because I might write a few things down, and they could be happening without my realization of it. Right. So I, I like your idea of a checklist. It's a personal checklist that you are actually internalizing. It's kind of like know yourself. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you don't know yourself and somebody is actually hitting the, let's call it the bullseye of your emotional you, and you that might feel good. You know, mm-hmm. wow, I really feel like I could belong. But if it's not something you can articulate, then how can you then say, wow, thank you. That really felt good. That really made me feel your uh, longing and your warmth that I'm here. Yeah, yeah. But to have that conversation. Yeah, is I mean, what, what, I mean, if you could think of maybe one or two things off the top of your head, what would be on your checklist? That I belong. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of affirmation 
and acknowledging that I'm in the room, that I'm part of the team, um, that I'm wanted to be on the team would be part of feeling like I belong. Uh, that, that you're I'm, desired. Yeah, that I'm listened to and cared for. And uh, in, a, in a marriage, for me, I want my husband to protect me and cherish me. And that would make me feel belonged. And so when that happens, you could say that really was fill in the blank. That I feel protected. You you did something that made me feel protected, yeah. like taking out the trash or in your no. case, in your case, picking up the mail during November and December when it's pitch black outside so yeah. that the coyotes don't eat you. Yeah, they'd rather eat you than yeah, me. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I will protect you by giving the coyotes my leg. Yeah, there you go. So that really is a loving thing to you. You belong. Yes. You feel you feel like you belong. Yeah. Because I'm pick. I'm 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 putting myself in danger picking up the yeah. mail. Yeah. And how many times does that happen in a relationship? And we don't acknowledge that. I mean, I think I did that in this situation and say, yeah, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I do a lot of other stuff, but that one thing, eh, if I have to do it, I will, but I'm not feeling comfortable. And you stepped right up and took over picking up the mail. So what I'm hearing you say, Brenda, is affirmation and acknowledgement. I want to underline that, you guys, is that a belonging, the affirmation and the acknowledgement is actually a message that you're valued. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you have value to mm-hmm. me. And because you have value to me, you belong. And I don't want to become possessive because you're not, you know, you know, you're not like a pair of shoes or, you know, some asset that belongs to me because you're still a human being. You have your autonomy, but you have a belonging to me. I, I want to protect you because I value you. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a very in-depth concept of your identity because you know you're protected, you belong, and you have value. Right, right. Okay. And once I think I realize what those things are that are important to me to feel belong, and I recognize that you're doing that, I think it's really important that I uh, validate you in that. Keep going with that. Well, I mean, psychobab or whatever, you know, through the years about filling up your love tank or making a deposit in your love bank account, that kind of thing, even as corny as that is, it's really important that when you um, do something that makes me feel belong, if that's important to me, I it's my responsibility to let you know that you've done that, that you've hit the mark. Yeah, because if, if I'm always shooting in the dark and I've hit the mark and I don't know it, then how do I know that you are, are valued? So you in don't a way, know. I don't. And by you telling me actually validates that I did something that I didn't know that I was doing. Exactly. <laughs> Follow that. Yeah, it's a win-win because I'm being... I don't think I could repeat <laughs> that. I really don't think I could repeat that. But I mean, think about it. I, I'm being My heart is being fed because I'm feeling belonged and your heart's being fed because you're being validated. So it's a win-win. And, and the, each person in the marriage, it's a win, but more importantly, it's a win for the marriage. Yeah. We're, we are truly collaborating. I mean, you used a word a few moments ago about knowing that we're on the same team. I cannot tell you how many times when I sit in with couples during a, uh, a counseling session, how they want to say, I want to know that you're on my team, not because you were drafted, but because you vol- you volunteered. You, you mm-hmm. wanted to be on my team because I value you. Gosh, And so many times oh, when you dig down, couples are experiencing oh, so many times the same disappointment, the same hurt, 
the same missing of their heart and they neither of them realized it and it's like being able to make a list of these are how these are things i'm feeling and then you compare it's like well i'm feeling the same way and we love each other what can we do to bridge that gap Right, because when when the the, the, the issue of, of identity, if it's truly based in the fact that I know that I belong, mm-hmm. then I know that I am actually loved. Now, I may be getting ahead a little bit here, but if I don't know that I belong and I don't know that, I, that I'm loved, then I'm going to maybe go into a place of feeling so offended and so valid, uh, violated mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know those things that I will start blaming or shaming myself, which is completely the opposite of being able to be vulnerable and, uh, well, maybe not so much vulnerable, that's in a couple of sessions, but it, it, not able to nurture mm-hmm. or value myself because when you know you're valued, whether I'm telling you or not, but if you know some of these validations are happening, you actually are able to value yourself, which gives you even more impotence to love, mm-hmm. to say, yeah, you belong to me as well. Yeah. And that's where that safety and security in the relationship happens. So, yeah, we're going to go on to the next question, but I think everything we're talking about is just a time for, I think, encourage couples to sit down have a cup of coffee, whatever, and talk about these deeper things. Because, boy, if you didn't feel that sense of belonging in your family of origin, in your previous marriage, wherever, and that's spilling over into this relationship, and you might have been believing a lie about yourself, this is a, this is a good conversation to have with each other. I think to even go besides you know the remarriage issue is, is that if you are in an original marriage and you are not experiencing this uh, again i'm going to default to when i look at couples and they're they're struggling and they're having a fight and they're kind of going i i just want the past to be over with well okay yeah everybody wants the past mistakes to be over but then they 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 fail to begin to move toward the nurturing of saying let's kind of uh, uh, have a reset here and start doing these things because if i can nurture myself and you out of knowing who I am, that I am valued and I can value myself, that's when I'm going to be grounded in the truth of love and I can nurture others out of the abundance of my own heart, my own identity. And that is a real struggle. I got to face that fact with so many people that I talk to that say, I don't even have the self-worth. Mm. to be able to know I don't even know that about myself and it's like whoa now now we're talking about some deep internal work which is the beginning of your identity individually but we have identity in our significant relationships mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. where the work really begins and love's being reciprocated and when it's genuine it grows more mm-hmm. and I think more importantly Yes, our identity may come from our family of origin and, you know, growing up and all that. But baseline to all that, our identity is in Christ. Ultimately. And that can be skewed by the world. It can be skewed by the lies that we've believed about ourselves that are flat out wrong because of what other people have said. Or we do not Mm. think of highly as ourself as I think we should. Because if we really knew the weight of who we are in Christ, we none of us would have an identity problem. We would 
own it. And I think so many, and that's, this is the coach coming out of me where it's like, own it, you guys own your identity. Yes. You may screw up and you may have faulty thinking, but get it right. Life is so short. It's like, how can we, like you said, go work out of that abundance that we understand who we are and it's our, what opportunities do we have to give it away to each other in our marriage, to our kids, and to our community? I want to underline what you just said about living out of the weight of who you are. If if indeed I understand, and, and I know some people that are listening to this podcast may or may not have a faith in Christ, so please stick with me for just a second. When I begin to reflect the glory of God in how he created our humanity, to reflect who he is, his righteousness, his holiness, his love, his grace, his compassion. When we begin to reflect those characteristics of God's identity, we come alive. Mm -hmm. And when we come alive, everybody benefits, including ourselves. Now, uh, you know, I'm not going to make an altar call here, (laughs) but if that's a real struggle for you, I would really hope that just these comments out of love and respect for you as a human being would be enough to plant a seed and curiosity of who is this this God who loves me and establishes the ability to have an identity that is one out of I am loved, I have value. Mm -hmm. Because you're talking about things about human development, Brenda, where people have been traumatized. They've been hurt. They've been they've been abused because our our society, unfortunately, is full of it. And that is what's referred to as sin. And that's exactly why Jesus came and died on the cross, was to turn that around. Mm -hmm. And the key is, will I accept it? Will I, yeah, will I take that Will I accept that? Will I accept that? that that truth so as to be able to transform my identity? Okay, I'm done preaching. I'm done preaching. <laughs> so if, if that ticked you off, I'm really sorry. Yeah, but the ahead. truth of the, the matter is that's the lens we look through. So we, we say that with respect, but we also want to speak the truth out of love. So, okay, yes, So that you. leads to the next now, question. So the two questions everyone asks in a marriage, like we said, is do I belong? Okay. okay. And the second one is am I loved? You know, our first point here as we were discussing this is how do you know if you're loved. And once again, you might want to make a list. How, what happens, you know, in a day in, day out thing that I know that I am loved? Do What does my heart need? I mean, even you getting the mail for me. Yes, that's part of uh, protecting me, but part of protection and cherishing me also to me speaks that you love me. I think as a guy... Now, this is going to be very stereotypical, so ladies, please just bear with me. But as a guy, the fact that when I get home and you greet me with a kiss and I can actually smell dinner on the the, the stove brings, I, I cannot tell you, and I hear this from a lot of guys, they don't say it directly, but it's like that actually is something very thoughtful to come home to, to where there's warmth. It's something that it's very welcoming. Now, if there are little people running around you, that the, the tribe of your children, <laughs> we realize that that you know that can be really distracting. But when the couple reunite, and the kids see that, that actually creates identity for those children. It creates a place of love, 
And so in, in, in just the simple things of a kiss and a hug, and, and maybe I need to help peel the potatoes, but that you, you, know, you have actually started the meal is a very welcoming thing. Mm-hmm. And I know in our hurry up, run, press, presto, you know, fixo microwave society, we need to slow down and just take that extra minute for that hug and the kiss and the recognition no, you know, we are, you know, empty nesters, so our hug and a kiss might turn into something far more, but that's something to look forward empty to. Empty nesting is so yeah. awesome. For those you of guys. you that are not there yet, we just say it's worth it all really is great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, but for those I, of you know, that are not, you know, we, we'll pray for you. That's a really good conversation again to have and we've said this many times before is ask each other whoever comes home first you know at the end of the day could be the guy or the gal what do you like well in your perfect world what would you like to have happen when you come home and for Gil his example would be you know what I just said yeah so once again we might assume that they want something else but that to me is another way of showing love and belonging to say hey when you come home after a long day what you know what does says it, I love you? Yeah, I mean, does the house have to be picked up? Does it matter if the house is trashed because the you know toddlers have ripped it apart, ripped it apart, and the teenagers <laughs> have sucked my brains out, <laughs> which they do? But you know, have that conversation because if you actually, you know, you would do that for a friend. What will, what would bring you comfort? Yeah, because when you that come home? that is love. It's based yeah. on the foundation of the friendship. Yeah. Now let's get back to the checklist and understanding what does love mean to me? Because if I don't know myself, how do I tell you? Right. So go go for it. So, what are totally. some resources? Yeah, because I've we've asked couples that. Well, what could he do to show love? And so the gal would say, "Well, I don't know." Or the guy, "Well, how do you expect your spouse to know if you don't even know?" I mean, that that's just not fair. Yeah, I mean, and, and and honestly, <laughs> it isn't the possessions. It isn't the gifts. It's not. I mean, those are nice, mm-hmm. but they are not going to last. Well, and that depends on what your love language is. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> if your love language is gifts, then that might mean a lot. Well, yeah, but I could paint a rock and bring it to you, and you'd think it was great. This is true. Yeah, if I put a little red dot on it, it's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Like a ruby. Yeah, like a ruby rock. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so those of you that are not familiar with the five love languages, they are, uh, you could go to fivelovelanguages.com and take this free little test, and what it shows you is... Um, There's five ways, usually it's one or two, that you work out of showing how to love somebody and also how you receive love. So we've got uh, quality time, acts of service, gifts, touch, which is not a sexual touch, but a, you know. And And quality time. Did you say Words of affirmation. Acts of service. Yeah. I think we got all five. Yeah. Yeah, but (laughs) But that physical touch, it is not sexual. It, it could again. lead to it. Well, I want to talk about the physical touch because I think my my five languages have kind of morphed over the years. They have. You what know, are they now? But I think truly word of affirmation and physical touch. Mm-hmm. Because when you walk by me in the morning and I'm still reading my Bible or, or something on my, my cell phone or reading email, and you just simply kind of cross my shoulders with your hand, and it's gentle. It's not whacking me in the back of the head, mm-hmm. but it's it's a gentle hand. That just makes me melt mm. because it's like, oh, I belong to her. She's mm. she she sees me, and I yeah. I appreciate that. But see, we're gonna take we... a station break right now because her <laughs> eyes are twinkling. Oh yeah, this is gonna. When was the last time you guys talked about stuff like this? Even if you've done your love languages years ago, it might be time to revisit it. This would be a 
great date night conversation. When you go out, just the two of you, or you're alone and you don't talk about, you know, uh, kids, kids, bills, the dog, uh, yeah. you know, your Talk about your relationship. Yeah. Another resource we use all the time, and you've heard us talk about, is the flag page, flagpage.com. And that's another online assessment. And it shows you your five top motivating factors in life. And when I first saw mine, I was I was a little taken aback. And but then it really affirmed what was really in my heart. And for me to be able to show that to Gil, uh, and for him to show me his, it really um, once again gave us conversation. Well, what does this mean? And where do you think mm-hmm. this came from? And why is this important to you? That is building depth in your relationship in those kind of conversations. Well, I, I, I want to underline what you're saying, that, that it was, was embedded. I mean, some of mm-hmm. those things, how I'm loved, do go back to my family of origin. Typically, you know, that, that attachment bonding uh, principle, which I'm not going to go into, called the attachment theory, is truly something that gets hardwired into us in how we bond to other people by the time we're five or six years old. Wow. Yeah. And even more so things with this out of the flag page, those are things that are embedded in us that we really love about life before we're 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So in a way, those things that are weighed down inside are our younger heart. And if they aren't understood, acknowledged, or we don't have the vocabulary of how to tell others, again, how do I know? Because you don't even know yourself. I mean, when when we did see the flag page and you were able to identify what was really in that A box, I didn't realize that I'd been throwing your flag under the under the bus. I'm spitting at you, aren't I? Okay. So, so, but understanding that when you understood it, you could share it with me, and then it's like, okay, because I love you and you belong. I want to do that. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting, Gail, that you said that, you know, your love language had morphed or changed a little bit. And that's why this stuff, it's so important to go back and and kind of do a check-in with each other. Because I love one time I heard somebody say, yeah, I've been married five times. And somebody said, really, that many? He said, yeah, five times to the same woman. Because we go through all these different phases in our life, the honeymoon stage and parenting and all Mm -hmm. this. And we can't help but change or readjust a little bit. So I think it's really important to touch base with each other. Um, it truly is about the dest not the destination, but the journey that we journey through life together because we do change. I really like that. Yeah. Well, and I love what you started early on in our relationship. Sometimes we'll just ask each other, how is your heart? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much, how are you doing, but what's going on in your heart and to be in a safe enough place to do, to talk about that. Yeah, because important. how your, how your heart is, is, is that it is being tended to, it's being cared for. It's, it's mm-hmm. welcome. It's something I want to do for you. You know, I think, again, like I'd mentioned before, love is not drawn up in possessions or assets. Those are nice, but they, they corrode, they break, they wear out, they, they're out of style. Uh, you know, not that a nice gift or a diamond ring isn't nice once in a while. Don't get me wrong. But there are people who are filthy rich and don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are people who are as poor as, as dogs and know they're loved. And now some of that is cultural and some of it is economic, but love does not have, um, you know, any boundary, whether whatever your economic status is or your social status is, love has nothing to do with any of those things. It has to do with the small things of the heart. Yeah. Because when I know that I'm loved, that, that and, and I think there, it really boils down to about four components for people. 
when they know that they're either appreciated, mm-hmm. when they know that they're respected, mm-hmm. when they know that they're approved of, mm-hmm. and even more so that they know that their feelings, you're going to be sensitive toward their feelings. And, and, and now, I mean, everybody's personality characteristics can be different. That's a whole nother conversation. But anybody who knows that they're appreciated, respected, and approved of, and their their feelings are being sensitive, you know, I'm being sensitive, who wouldn't want to be around the person who's doing that for you? <laughs> yeah. I would feel loved. Yeah, especially yeah. if you knew which one of those was the most important to yeah, me. Yeah, and, and, and if I study you, I mean, this is kind of my final thought as we wrap up. Do I belong? Do, am I loved? Well, guys, gals... You know, when you're in significant relationships, especially as marriage, are you really studying your spouse on what does that mean for them? Mm-hmm. Are we so stinking selfish in our culture to become so self-focused that we miss one another's hearts? Because in our we- reality is, is that the majority of our problems are driven by selfishness. Mm-hmm. And behind that selfishness is fear. And that fear is because I don't want to be exposed, which takes us back to I'm going to hide. And the very thing I need, I don't get because I won't come out of hiding. Well said. Well said. This whole selfishness thing, I think that's why most divorces happen is because of flat out selfishness. But that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) So this is number one in our series of called Hide and Seek, Identity, Connection, Trust, and Vulnerability. We've been talking about identity today. And um, I really think in this, the common thread through all this is, is belief and commitment um, in our relationship. <clears throat> Can we believe in each other that I do belong and I am loved? And if you're not feeling that way, why not? So maybe you need to do an inventory of your own heart and you know, pray about it, share it with your spouse. Not to say you're not meeting my needs, just the the conversation would be, I've really, you know, discovered this about myself. What do you think you need to to belong and to feel loved? How am I loving you well? How am I, how am I missing your heart? Because you may need to have some assertiveness to speak up and the courage to say, So I think the homework here, you guys, is basically sit down and do your checklist on yourself. And and, and I would really boil it down to maybe two, maybe three things about this really tells me I'm loved. And if you could boil it down to two or three things of saying, here's my checklist. And, you know, there's lots of tools. Good heavens, there's so many tools out there. But Mm -hmm. if you can't know that for yourself, that's where you've got to start. Okay, so that's that's a part of the homework. Anything yeah. else you might well, throw think, in? And the second part of that would be able to share it with your spouse. And once again, not to be doing it condemning, saying you're not meeting my needs. More of discovery and the put, putting on the glasses of curiosity. Here's this what is I what need. I've yeah. discovered yeah. about myself in this season, and it's changed a little bit. I'd be really, you know, so I can know how to love you better. What what would be some things? I mean, just have a conversation. Not being critical, it's it's exploring and curiosity. When you put those glasses of curiosity on, especially in these tough situations, um, boy, it's going to go a lot further and you're going to learn a lot more about not only yourself, but your spouse. Okay, so final thing, last piece of homework. 
Make a point of affirming and acknowledging one another's good points. It is the message that you are valued. That's so simple. Why aren't you doing it? Okay? Acknowledgement. Hey, thanks for doing the dishes. Thanks for picking up your dirty socks. Affirmation. Oh, that was really sweet of you. That is such a beautiful characteristic of your your kindness, your thoughtfulness. Affirmation about them, not you, about mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of it for today. Give them a little commercial where to find a little commercial where to find us. Yep, you can find us at gillandbrenda.com. Uh, Gill is a licensed counselor and I am a coach and we work with couples all over the United States and beyond. Beyond, and... like on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> we have some, could be someday. Uh, we have some ton of free podcasts and videos on our website. And um, yeah. We're, you know, yeah. we're on the road speaking here and there and doing a lot of video stuff. And our passion is just to uh, strengthen marriages. That's that's our bottom line. From from our story and what we've been through, life's too short. You want to enjoy, enjoy the journey. Because if it, you ain't got the marriage... You ain't got nothing. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today. And thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens. Corby Stevens.